Hello and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. It's Thursday, so you all know what time it is. We are going to be breaking down gaming news over the last week. I am your host, Paul, and joining me as soon as the Balter Gates opened, he ran straight in to get his D&D fix on. It's Josh. Oh, I am living the life, you guys. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Have you loaded Remnant 2 at all since Baldur's Gate released? No. And, and oh, also, no. I, I'm living in the world of Feyrun, and I don't want to come back. <laughs> oh, nice. And then joining Josh and me, he is uh, he's here with us, even though he denigrated one of my favorite games of all time, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I've heard that he is still caught every once in a while frolicking around Hyrule with his son. It's Ryan. Okay, listen, <laughs> it's just for him. It's not for me. I'm trying to get the Master Sword. We got all 12 mm -hmm. tiers, and I'm trying to find that stupid dragon. So that's all it is, I swear. If you secretly love Tears of the Kingdom, Ryan, it's okay. You 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 can admit it. I will tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, guys, this week in gaming, we have a little bit of news to talk about. We all have some games that we've been playing that we want to mention. But I think before we get into the major news being Baldur's Gate 3, we have a really big announcement to share. Now, we have shared this a little bit with our Patreon supporters. We've teased a little bit up to date, but we have not gone into details in some ways, we are kind of shaking up everything we do, uh, even including the name of our podcast. So, Josh, let the people know what they can expect moving forward. Oh, boy. I am super excited about this, you guys. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, we are making some, some what will seem like some big changes, but honestly, the show is still going to be the show. You're still going to have me, Paul, and Ryan just chat video games with everybody out there. Um, we're going to experiment with a little bit of a different format, which we think everybody will love. Um, you know, so that one is, I know we're all really excited about as well, but basically since we do not only focus on multiplayer games anymore, it really doesn't make a lot of sense for us to be called the multiplayer gaming podcast. We cover everything about, uh, video games. And so we just went, you know, we need a name that kind of implies that, you know, we're video gamers. And we were chatting and Paul, you, you kind of just said, Hey, you know, what makes a lot of sense is uh -huh. what if we just call it the video gamers podcast? It's a very, very nuanced name, not on the nose and, <laughs> whatsoever. And it's funny because I know that there's going to be some people that hear that and they're going to go, that's so plain. But let me tell you something. Sometimes there is awesomeness in simplicity um, especially for people that don't know about the show. If you're looking for a podcast about video games, you know, somebody sees the video gamers podcast. It's just a, it's an easy correlation between the two. So, um, we're going to have a new artwork. We're going to have a new intro song. Um, you know, we're not going to have any new hosts. Um, nothing about the, the show is changing in regards to the quality of content or any of that stuff, but we're just making some tweaks, um, to a few things. So when you see different artwork or you hear different intro, don't think that you somehow picked the wrong podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah, don't get scared or concerned if you suddenly see a new name and a new logo. It is still us. We also want to be able to pump out first impression episodes more often moving yeah. forward. Every once in a while, we get stuck where a certain big release comes out, but we can't do a deep dive until it's already been out for a month. Like we just had this happen with Final Fantasy 16. We want to be able to get stuff out a little more quickly. So we're going to have more like 
almost like review in progress kind of deep yep. dives that we'll do time and again. And then also we're going to be doing uh, Force a Friend episodes, which I think we should explain a little bit here. Uh, Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about how this is going to work and how we pick our deep dive games moving forward? Yeah. So basically on these, we're going to have one person uh, from the show is going to force a friend to play a game that they choose. So they're going to get the game, say, hey, buddy, you're going to have to play this game. You got two weeks, play it, mm -hmm. figure it out. And uh, and then we're going to record an episode talking about it. Yeah. And the third host has the choice to play it if they want, or maybe they've already played it, or maybe they don't want to. Josh, we know, is going to have the honors of going yes. first, but we've not yet recorded Lucky. that. We don't know what he's going to pick. Uh, I'm a little afraid. I do think we need to... We, we should settle like some rules, like Ryan cannot pick Diablo 4 for every <laughs> single deep dive it's when true. he gets Come to on. pick. It's true. We're going <laughs> to have to spread it out a little. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be releasing some of our older episodes we're going to have like flashback fridays and so that's where we'll have a chance to re-release some of our older episodes that maybe people missed or maybe it's just been three years and you can listen to it with new ears and appreciate it again so we have a ton of changes coming up we uh don't re well i guess we kind of have an exact date i think when you guys will see all these changes go into effect is going to be on august 28th so Everything up until that point is still going to be business as usual, but starting at the end of August, that's when all these changes will go into place. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, this is the whole point of all this is to just upgrade, upgrade the podcast even more. You know, honestly, it's it's already been good. We feel like we've really kind of nailed things as far as the content and the quality and everything else goes. We just want to make it even better. And so to do that, sometimes we need to make some changes um, to, to some things that to a lot of people won't matter. Um, so, you know, be excited with us is kind of the takeaway on this, because the, the, the podcast is about to get even better than it already was. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll I'll say here at this point is that our Patreon rewards are going to largely be the same, but anyone who signs up for legendary status will be able to hijack a host. And that's where instead of one of us picking the game and who has to play it, anyone who chooses to go legendary will be able to pick a game and pick who is going to have to play it. They can send us a little bit of a write-up of why they're picking that game, why they're picking that person. We'll read it on the show. And so if you want to go check out our Patreon rewards, you can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. We're going to be tinkering with that in a couple weeks. So if you want to sign up for something like Legendary, you can either do that now under the current perks, or you can wait until late August when things switch over. Uh, but regardless, go check that out at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, so let's get into the biggest news story of the week. Baldur's Gate 3 has officially exited early access. It has yes. a full release. What? If you can't tell, Josh is very excited. Uh, he's not alone. This game has taken the world by storm. It is now, and I do think it's funny when you start cherry picking stats. It is the second biggest launch of the year on PC through Steam. Uh, we have had some other bigger releases like Diablo 4 and Zelda and Hogwarts Legacy. But other than those three, I think Baldur's Gate takes the cake. And are you guys surprised by the enormous success of the launch? Paul, I just want to add on to what you just said, because just <laughs> oh, recently, we 
<laughs> Just recently, Baldur's Gate passed the all-time peak players for Apex Legends and yep. entered the top 10 highest players for a game in the history of Steam with 630 plus thousand concurrent players. Oh, it's higher than that. It it it, it went over 700,000 yesterday and yeah. I can even check it now while we're recording. I was going to say it just keeps going higher and higher. Yeah, and that's basically it is uh, you know, anytime you get this many people playing a game all at once, there is something that is happening uh to the gaming world and it bears at least paying attention to. Oh totally. goodness! You want to hear? You want to oh, hear the number? Oh yeah, I do. Currently, as of one twenty in the afternoon on Sunday, it is currently, as we are speaking, the peak eight hundred fifteen thousand oh, right now. Oh my goodness! Dude. Wow! And yeah. only getting higher. Yeah, it's it's bananas. So we are going to talk about Baldur's Gate three uh, for a little bit. Um, I have been playing the heck out of it for the last two days. Um, I really got a nice solid day of gameplay yesterday to really kind of dive in. I, I, you know, spent an hour making my character and kind of dabbling before that. And then I've been playing a lot this morning too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, here's the thing about this, right? Baldur's gate. It's an old series. I, I mean, Paul, you kind of mentioned, you, you know, when we were chatting, you know, before recording that, I guess, you know, you kind of said, I guess the name still carries some weight with a lot of people. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure if it would, honestly, but it, it clearly does. Yeah, because Baldur's Gate 2 was a beloved RPG, but that was 20 plus years ago. Well, I yeah, think, it was during like the golden age of Bioware. Like, yeah, it, it was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, And so, I mean, you've got, you know, generations of people that have never played any of the Baldur's Gate games. And then here comes Baldur's Gate 3, which sounds intimidating. Well, it's like I never played one or two. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I am not the kind of person that would ever brag about saying, I told you so. So I'm not going to say <laughs> oh, I told yeah. you so about uh -huh. Baldur's Gate 3, you know, being by Larian Studios and probably being one of the best RPGs to come out in a really long time or anything like I would never do that guys. I would never do that. <laughs> um, but all I can say uh, initially is that I've been playing it a lot and it is living up to my expectations that I had for the game so far. Well, as, as by far, by far the youngest in the group, I'll say I mm -hmm. haven't played Baldur's Gate one <laughs> or two. So I, I will say though, I'm, I'm one of those, but, uh, I am enticed with the way you've talked about the game. I mean, 800, would you say Paul 800? It's probably up to 900,000 now, uh, you know, <laughs> 815,000 currently playing right now on steam. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's Paul, you're looking, what's the, uh, what's the user score so far? Oh, on Steam? Let yeah. me take a look. So I'm, I'm just curious because let's be honest, this game was, it's only been playable for like two days now. Um, so it's a hundred hour game easily. They said like it can be 300 hours if you do all the side quests and stuff. So, you know, we don't even have full reviews of this game yet, to be honest with you. Um, what I can say is that this does follow the Divinity Original Sin 2 formula to a degree. It is not a replica of Divinity Original Sin 2. What it is, is the most perfect Dungeons and Dragons 5e rule set game that I have ever played. Um, if you have ever wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons and understand what Dungeons and Dragons is like, but have a visual like representation of that, 
Baldur's Gate 3 nails it, man. So all you fellow D&D nerds out there, this is what you've been looking for. (laughs) (laughs) So right now, overall, the score is a 91%, although I believe that includes all the early access reviews. Just looking at recent, it is a 95%. Okay. So I I don't think any of us is shocked at the quality of the game. I mean, Larian Studios, I think, despite being... And and they're still a large studio. I think they have like 400 employees, but they're still on the smaller side compared to like the heavy hitters, like, you know, take two and stuff. But the fact that they are on such a hot streak, especially with RPGs, they are setting the gold standard. They are now right up there with like CD Projekt Red, where if you see a Larian Studios project, you're expecting excellence. I'm not shocked that the game's great. I figured it would have a 97 or 98 on Steam, but I did not see so many people picking it up. I mean, I looked at the DOS 2 numbers and their all-time peak, I think, was like 90,000 or something like that. I mean, we're literally seeing 10 times the amount of people playing Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why this one is reaching such a large audience, but... I think it's exciting news. I think, uh, do you guys think people are are responding to the fact that there's no microtransactions and it's just an old school game? Or do you think it's just the fact that it plays so well and has such good word of mouth? Or maybe both? I, I think it's probably a combination of both. I think anyone who has played the other ones were probably very, very excited for it. And then, I, I again, to what you said too before, Paul, though, about um just that studio coming in with with that employees being not a big studio producing a game like this i love that because all you know competition breeds you know uh efficiency and and you know betterness if that's a word <laughs> higher quality <laughs> higher quality you know so there, there's gonna it's <laughs> or just betterness gonna, or betterness you know whatever you know <laughs> listen, we're going with betterness listen, man. it's been a long it's been a long week slash weekend okay games are gooder when there's competition <laughs> they're so much gooder dude the gooderest <laughs> all right i i like gooder games too by the way i don't know gooder, if i said that guys, gooder but. games are gooder than non-gooder games that's a, you know that's all that's true. you can't argue do you want a solid you, solid argument do you want a good game or do you want a gooder game dude Gooder game Give every time. Give me the time. gooder all day. The goodest. 11, 11 oh, times out of wait 10. Wait a minute, Paul. <laughs> 11 times out of 10, I'll take a gooder game. For sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I will say this. I, I think that there is something to be said for just putting out a video game that is a complete product that is not trying mm-hmm. to string people yes. along. Does that mean that there's not going to be DLC? No. I mean, there might be, right? But this is a complete game. You know, there, and so far, I'll be honest, I've come across like one little bug where I was doing a boss fight and trying to save somebody, and the person kept dying, and I wasn't sure why. Um, It's like they just, there was a phase in the boss fight, and then the boom, that person's dead, and I couldn't find out what was going on. And I just, I had to reload like a couple times, and then finally it just worked. But that's the only bug that I've come across so far in this game. Now, that's not to say that in a hundred hour RPG that there's not going to be more, but. I think what people are seeing is here's a complete product. More so, here is what we call a CRPG, which is a computer role-playing game, which is a genre that kind of died off uh, and was murdered by the action RPG genre for a while. And I think you're seeing a a return to this a little bit, or at least with Baldur's Gate 3. We haven't had a game like this other than Pillars of Eternity, which we played recently and just plays a little bit different. 
You know what I mean? And so as much as I love a good RPG, Pillars of Eternity just didn't grab me like Baldur's Gate 3 has so far. I have loved everything about this game so far. Yeah, it's it's the kind of game that's almost tailor-made for you, Josh. Uh, you know what? Actually, before I jump into the rest of what I was going to say, let's go ahead and take a short break and we'll be right back with more multiplayer gaming podcast. Okay, we are back. So to wrap up, things regarding Baldur's Gate 3. I know that this is like custom made for Josh. If Josh had to sit down and write down a list of things he wants from a game, <laughs> I, I I feel like you would almost land on yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Honestly, it's very, I mean, yeah. for an RPG, this game has almost everything I could possibly ask for. Yeah. I was kind of wondering if the age of turn-based combat is ending, especially because we have Final Fantasy shifting into more action RPG. That really seems to be like the biggest selling titles the last couple of years. But this is proving that there's absolutely still a place for it. People are eating it up. I I might end up picking this one up at some point. The The biggest barrier for me, and I know that this sounds so silly, is that it's just such a big game. You know, everyone keeps saying you're going to beat this game. It's going to take 100 hours and you're only going to see 30% of the content. And so if you're the kind of person who only buys one game in a year, like this is the perfect game for you. Oh, yeah. Since we are all playing games left and right for the podcast, it's just really hard to invest that level. I had told you, Josh, that I'm tempted to just buy this game and for the first time in my life, put it on story mode blaze through the combat i want to be able to experience the story and the choices and all that uh romance options which i hear are interesting yeah, to say the they're least. real bear from what i hear <laughs> <laughs> they're real bear yeah uh by the way speaking of which i did see that when you play multiplayer that there's a privacy mode so if you have any intimate scenes it will shield it from your friends but you also have the option to turn that off I guess if uh, if you don't mind, I don't on a little bit of a show. God. I will say I think I think that is a <laughs> phenomenal uh, addition to the game because yeah. I'm not saying I haven't you know I- experienced any of that stuff, guys. But it would be really awkward <laughs> to have you guys like reading my answers or like seeing me selecting like one of the responses <laughs> and then being like, "Well, Josh, we we never knew." <laughs> Midway like through, that. Paul has joined your yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I do love that they've really thought about all these different aspects. I mean, you can play multiplayer, you can hide the privacy. If you want to tone down some of the M nature of this game, you definitely can. There's options for that as well. Um, it's just, I, I've, this game has sucked me in as much as I honestly was hoping for. And that says an awful lot about it. Yes, it's tailor made for somebody like me. But then again, there's, Oh, oh, we're up to 900,000 now. Um, not really. Um, but you know, it's there, it's, there's a lot of people out there that are really, really enjoying this. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect by any means. I do have some minor complaints about pacing and stuff like that, but dude, this is going to break. And we've seen this in the news where other developers have gone, don't take Baldur's Gate three to mean that's how video games should be. Everybody. That's not, that's not how all video games should be. And, and yes, they should. They should. They're yeah. going to yeah. make a ton of money. I mean, think about how many people are playing this game right now. If there's a million people playing it and they sold it for 60 bucks a pop, that's easy math, guys. They're rich. 60 million. Yes, they're rich. <laughs> so make a good game. And guess what? You're going to make a ton of money off of it. 
It's just, it's a simple outlook on games like that. And I get that small studios can't replicate this. They don't need to, you know, but these big studios, you can do it. Like, I feel like I want to like get behind. You can do it, guys. You can make a good game. (laughs) Don't put a battle pass in it. Well, I don't I don't want to pop that bubble too much because I'm 100% with you, Josh. But if you go check out what Rockstar said they made for microtransactions in GTA oh, Online last insane. quarter, it dwarfs anything oh, that I'm Larian's sure. going to make. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But from the creativity standpoint, the good news is that there were some rumors this week that Microsoft was trying to acquire Larian. Larian <laughs> shut it down and said, you know what? Um, the, the, the owner and the CEO came out and said, I'm very flattered at the talk. We are not selling. We want to have full creative control because that's what services games best. And so they're devoted to delivering that quality product. So we're going to keep getting it from Larian, which I think is great. I I'm they're They're quickly because you mentioned it. They're quickly becoming my favorite RPG developer. Honestly. Yeah. I I mean, DOS two was in my top five RPGs of all time. And if Baldur's Gate three keeps up what I've experienced so far, honestly, it'll probably be up there as well. Oh, yeah, awesome. for me, I've got CD Projekt Red one, and then I'd probably say Larian yeah. two. I think those are the two heavy hitters, unless Bioware can come back around one of these Oof. days. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, <laughs> Paul's turning blue. <laughs> All right, moving on, Ryan. You've got to fill us in. What what on earth is going on with you in Tears of the Kingdom? Oh, don't do this to me. Because <laughs> we were Ryan. checking in. We we just shared. You know, we said news is a little lackluster. Are you guys playing anything that we can talk about on the show? I jokingly said the other day that I'm never talking about Tears of the Kingdom on the pod again because I I don't want to hear Ryan hate that game. And then hilariously, Ryan's like, well, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so here we are. Paul, I, take take your victory lap first of all, Paul. Just do it. Just do <laughs> it, Paul. You it's stop okay. that lap right now. You do not run past that line at all. Listen, I am playing this game because I have a now seven-year-old son as of yesterday but mm-hmm. i've been trying to get him that stupid master sword because that's all he wants for some reason i don't know why but he keeps telling me he wants the master sword so i've been playing a whole buttload of zelda tears of the kingdom <laughs> uh-huh. and i am right. not are gonna you following s- a guide i'm not gonna it say shouldn't whether- be that a lot. well no I, I i did all the 12 tears the dragon tears but we can't i i've put in some time but i haven't put in like a crazy amount of time but we're trying to find the stupid dragon because he follows a path. I've looked up the path. I've saw. I've seen how he flies through, you know, the the land or whatever. And so I have all the uh, towers set up. I have everything ready, and I'll just go pop up to each one and see if I can find the dragon. I can't ever freaking find the dragon. So me and Jackson, my son, have been on this little quest to try to find that master sword because we got everything else we need. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm I've been playing more more of that game than i like to admit (laughs) moment of truth ryan in complete honesty because it's okay how much have you been enjoying your time playing more than scale than i want to tell everybody scale of Um, one to ten come on (laughs) oh man all right uh let's say over under is 5.5 oh no i think i think ryan i just the grin on ryan's face right now he's up in like the eight range man if not a nine (laughs) I was I was probably going to say like seven and a half or eight. Um, yeah. I've actually, because it doesn't matter now, I'm not trying to, the one of the problems I had before is I was trying to like save every Zonai device and, and I got to use this for that and this for the quest and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, I don't care, you know, and I'm throwing this and that and whatever and 
I'm just trying to get the stupid master sword, so it doesn't matter. So I'm making the most ridiculous devices. I'm going through the <laughs> shrines the, the most ridiculous way. And it has become kind of fun. I've enjoyed it. Like it's it's weird to say. I know I talked a lot of crap about this game, but I've kind of enjoyed the little kind of back end game part of it where you just I I, I put like four jetpacks on this glider device and then fans and I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this morning. I had just woken up. My son wasn't up yet. I'm like, well, let's see if I can go to these different areas. I set it up. I was still waking up, so I put the jetpacks on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was I, I I had gone to the sky tower area and it was sitting there on a launch ramp. And so then it was I was expecting it to launch up and then shoot me into the moon and then I could go around looking for whatever. It just shot me way back into a wall because I had them on the wrong way. <laughs> Well, on behalf of Team Sanity, we uh, <laughs> welcome you with open arms yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. the fan club. <laughs> Better late than never. All right. So last thing that we'll talk about here, I have been playing a lot of Uncharted lately. So yes. I took to my PS5. I was like, you know what? I'm not, I haven't been playing anything on console lately. What can I pick up? And I saw that the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection was only 10 bucks, and it's been a really long time since I played the original trilogy. I own the fourth on my PS5, and I had it for the PS4. Haven't played the original trilogy in, I don't know, 10 years, or however long ago uh, the third one came out. So I basically jumped back into it, and it's hard to describe just how much fun that series is. That's the first word that comes to mind to me is just fun. And even though the first one's really old, I already beat it. So I'm currently in the middle of Uncharted 2. But even my kids just love sitting and watching it. Like the the adventure story, the the action. It's rated teen, so it's like not bad. So even my six-year-old sits and watches it with us. I think the thing that really surprised me though, for as much as in my head I love Nathan Drake, in the first game, He's pretty straight and serious. And I started wondering in my head, like, am I misremembering Nathan Drake? He was always like cocky and funny. That all starts in Uncharted 2. Yeah. So like I landed a headshot and my Nathan Drake goes, dang, I'm a good shot. So like <laughs> he starts throwing out little barbs like that. Oh, it's so great. I, I love the humor. There was uh, uh, the, the last fight that I just did. There's a pit that has like three guys at the bottom and you end up falling down. You got to fight all three as Nathan. And at the end of the fight, Sully, who's just been watching you from up top, you're like, oh, yeah, and thanks so much, Sully, for the help. Well, then a guy comes out of nowhere to hit Sully, and Sully goes, here comes another, and just throws him down in the pit, so then you have to fight him, too. So, yeah, I know you love Uncharted, Ryan, but, yeah, so much fun. Even the old ones, they still play really well even though they're just remastered for the PS4, but what a great series. Yeah, a little a little behind the scenes, when Uncharted 4 came out, I had actually, as, even as big of a fan I, as I am, I had never played the Uncharted series. So oh, that was I, the first time you got into it. I went through and I watched every single cutscene from 1 through 3 before oh, I wow. played 4. That's a lot. When I was at the gym, I was on the treadmill or I was lifting weights, I, I had it on and I was watching every single cutscene just, just to kind of get up to it. Since then, I've went back and I've played through them all, but big, big time for me. I'm just saying, guys, we talked about it at the very beginning of this episode, but if any of my friends want to force me to play Uncharted at some point, 
You know, I, I wouldn't hate that. I, I'm just, you know, and the and the listeners would probably be interested to hear my take on it too. You know, yeah. just just putting it out well, there. Well, the fact that I know how much you love the newer Tomb Raider games, I, I know you would enjoy yeah. it. I, I will say I actually do have a word file called Force a Friend. And I have a I have a list of five games. <laughs> so anytime I think of one, I'm like, oh, that might be good for Josh, or that might be good for Ryan. And I, I've got a little bit of a list working. All right. So yeah, maybe maybe Uncharted will pop up at some point. Ugh. All right. Well, I think that wraps up everything here for today. We do want to say thank you to everyone for listening and for following us on socials everywhere at Multiplayer Pod, although that might be changing at the end of August, so (laughs) be on the lookout. We appreciate and love all of you. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, happy gaming. Well, see you later. All right. See you, everybody.